Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daf Differently. I'm Sarah Shulman in sunny Los Angeles, California, and today we're studying Moed Katan Daf 4. In the next pages of Moed Katan, we're going to see a number of different paradigms for distinctions between what you can and can't do on a Hola Moed. These serve as helpful reminders for the holidays, but more interestingly, perhaps, they also serve as paradigms for our lives. Today we'll look, at, we'll look at two small sections today and see how they might be fruitful uh, for the rabbis and for us. At the bottom of 4a, we begin with a b'raita, which says, Tan Rabbanan, madlin lirakok kadei le'echol, le'afotam asur. So it's taught that one may modlin, we'll get into a little bit about what that might mean in a second, in order to eat vegetables, but not in order for the sake of making the vegetables look nice. In other words, one understanding of modlin is that one may water vegetables on Cholomoed, the in-between days of the holiday, um, only if one is going to eat them. So we get this sort of paradigm distinction between something that's for the sake of eating and something that's for the sake of appearance. Yesterday I planted, I planted flowers in my garden and I watered them and I was thinking about how I couldn't do that Cholom Moed according to this Brita unless I was doing them for the sake of eating. Plus I was starting something which we'll see later on is different than continuing something which is a paradigm that comes up a little bit later. But what is this modlin? The rabbis sort of had an argument about which root this is in Hebrew and and what it even means. So perhaps this could be dalid lamed hay, which means more to, to lift up in order to water, to irrigate. Or this might be more like dalid lamed lamed, which is the thin, uh, to sort of thin out a plant. So what are we talking about here? What is this Brighta talking about? Well, we actually get an introduction of a discussion between Rava and Ravina, and who see a guy who's watering his plants on Holamoed, and they have an argument about whether or not he can or can't do this based on their understanding of what modeling is. This is sort of a classic case of the, you mean you thought this meant that? So Rabba thinks that modeling means thinning, so that seeing this guy watering um, would be not okay because it's permitting, the Brita then would be permitting thinning but not watering. Ravina thinks modeling means watering, so it is permitted uh, for the sake of eating, if that's what our Brita is telling us. Then Rabba brings another Mishnah from Peya and the words Rabbi Yehuda that supports the understanding of modlin as coming from the root dalid lamed lamed. So what it's saying is that if one's engaged in, then what the Misha says is if one is engaged in thinning vines, 
Um, just as he may thin his own, so also he may thin those due to the poor. So now we actually add this additional paradigm. Not only do we have this sort of distinguishing between doing this modeling for the sake of eating versus for in order for the appearance of the plants, now we also have this distinguishing be between something that's shallow for oneself versus something that is the poor. Well, that's interesting because not just thinking about doing something shallow or doing something for his havero, for his friend, but it's actually doing something for yourself versus doing the poor, which is, you know, how do we balance that in our own lives between doing something that we might need ourselves versus thinking about that which we give away or that which we're doing for the poor. And how does this play into a factor on Kol Moed? But, and also in this Mishnah, Rabbi, Rabbi Meir says that, that Shalom is permitted, but not those of the poor. So interestingly, one can sort of be in charge and in control of one's own gardening and farming needs, but actually that it's not okay to do these things, even if it's for the poor, because it's for the sake of another person. So we get this strong boundary between the self and the other, even if that person is poor, which helps us to understand a little bit of the Moet holiday and the protection that we need uh, in these in-between days. But then Ravina brings the Brighta back uh, and says, wait a minute, but didn't this Brighta say specifically that one may modeling lyrico kadele asur. He brings this back again, and Rava ends up conceding, and he says, you know what, if it's taught there, then it's taught. So we have a few interesting paradigms to work with here, and then we get, we actually get another section, which is also really interesting, a little farther on. We have a Mishnah, um, a Mishnah that says, V'enosin ugiot legefanim. Nor may small ugiot be formed about the vines. So similarly to the section we had previously when we were trying to figure out what is modeling, also, also the rabbis ask, what is meant by ugiot? What, what is, what's going on here exactly? My ugiot. What is, what is ugiot? And what we do, what happens here, is we actually get a, a different sort of paradigm Whereas in the previous section, we got this paradigm of doing things for eating versus doing things for the sake of appearance. Here, we get old versus new as a potential paradigm. And as the rabbis are exploring about what is ugiot, and we get a number of suggestions about what ugio might be, what they decide as they sort of resolve this is that there's a distinction between digging new trenches and attending to old ones, sort of retrenching versus new. Literally, in the Talmud, it's new versus old. So as we're figuring out what we can do on Chol Moed, there's a distinction when we're tending to our gardens, and perhaps this also can apply to sort of inner gardening we do around the, hol around the holiday season, of we're allowed to actually keep working on those trenches that are already open. We can attend to those. That's okay. 
But what we can't do is start something new. I can't go out there like I did yesterday with my trencher and actually put in new vegetables. And perhaps also it's not the time in my life to also dig into new aspects, new relationships, open up new wounds, new things. It's a time for celebration and it's a time to to stay with the old and we can save digging those new trenches until perhaps after after the Hagim, after the holiday completely ends. So we're left with a few interesting paradigms that we can think about both as farmers and gardeners, but also in our own inner gardening, in our own lives, as we head into the season of tshuva, the season where we're doing a lot of inner gardening, both that kind of just freshening up of the new stuff and also the digging in of the old stuff. Have a great day. Signing off. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.